0: everybody. Welcome to Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford. He is Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field, and it's Wes's turn to wear the throwback gear today. We're kind of trading off. Uh, alternating. I'll, I'll make sure to wear some throwback gear tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, Wes, we're a day closer here to Packers Bill's Sunday noon central time kickoff at Lambeau Field. And one of the interesting things here that's developing with the Packers offense is the running back situation, and it's quite a bit different from last year because a lot of the names are the same, but here's the difference. They're all healthy. (laughs) Last year, that wasn't the case, and the Packers were shuffling guys in and out depending on who was good to go and who wasn't. All three of these guys, Montgomery, Williams, Aaron Jones, all healthy and ready to go. How do you see this the division of labor here shaking itself out.
1: Well, here's the beautiful thing of this, and we've said it time and time again. I'll say it one more time. <laughs> they all do something different. They all have different skill set, different strengths. And, you know, listening to Jamal Williams and, and Aaron Jones talk about it this week, Williams and Jones are incredibly close. I mean, they, they, they're great friends, share share an agent. Yeah. Uh, go back to the, the senior bowl together. But the, the thing that's really nice about it is they all understand that as well. And the point I want to make here, Mike, because I, I know so much has made you and I answer the insider inbox and we get asked constantly, basically, whoever is the guy that had the most success, well, why aren't they featuring that player? And the thing, my challenge to everybody in a story that I wrote on Packers.com is go back and look at some of these recent Super Bowls. Super Bowl last year, Mike. The leading carrier, LeGarrette Blunt, 14 carries. Go back two years ago, the leading carrier was Devontae Freeman, had 11 carries. The game's changing, y'all. Yeah. Like, it's not just okay. You have Adrian Peterson in his prime and you're going to run him 35 times a game. You're going to have Larry Johnson in his prime and run him 43 times a game. <laughs> no, I mean, you're going to have a division of labor, as you said. And I thought Aaron Jones said something really interesting in that when you can get three guys who are all that Mike McCarthy views as three down running backs. It sets you up offensively so that the defense can't really get a beat on anyone. That's an important thing. Now they gotta be able to get started on not having as many reps. They have to be able to get going fast. Mm-hmm. But again, for everything that went wrong in Washington, I didn't feel the running game was one of those problems. I thought all three of those guys, when they played, they produced.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And I think I think the thing to keep in mind here. With regards to you know the fans, and I know some of it's fantasy football, but but some some of, it, some of it's some not. Of, some of
1: it's fantasy football.
0: <laughs> some of it's okay. not. So right. I'll, I'll give some people credit for not necessarily <laughs> just falling into the fantasy football trap, but. You have to look at this, too. I mean, how did I just begin this segment talking about their health? Right. All of these guys have had injury problems. So even if one guy, you know, steps to the forefront, so to speak, that doesn't mean you want to feed that guy 22, 25 times a game because this is, this is the long game here. The Packers are in this for the long haul. They'd like to have all these guys healthy for the duration. And the other thing too, what's really good about it from Mike McCarthy's standpoint, because he continues to emphasize that all three of these guys are three down running backs. They don't need to be taken off the field in third down because of blitz pickup or this or that. And what that does for the head coach and for the offensive coordinator and for Aaron Rodgers is anytime they want to go no huddle, where they stick with one personnel group, try to catch the defense in a certain personnel group and get the matchups that they want and go up-tempo and no huddle. They can do that no matter which running back they want to use at that time because they don't have to substitute based on the down and distance. So that's where, now that Aaron Jones is back, he has his first game of the regular season under his belt. Now we're going to see exactly how these guys are going to be worked in and what the rotation is going to be. And I'll go back to the point I made after the Washington game in my post-game editorial. You have to find the right balance between a productive, effective rotation and not crossing the line to where the offense gets a little disjointed and you can't find the rhythm and flow that you want. So there may be some Growing pains, in a sense, with this. That's not really the right phrase. I I can't think of the the right words right now. Yeah, there there may be some adjustments, some transition to this, but I think the Packers' offensive coaches are going to figure it out, and it's going to benefit this offense for the long haul.
1: I looked at it a lot, Mike, in terms of you know the great Bulls teams of the late '90s, right, (laughs) where they had
0: different. Were you alive then? I was. I was a Bulls
1: fan back then. I was a big bandwagon rider back then. Just kidding. Um. But, you know, they had different modes of offense. You'd bring in Steve Kerr as the three-point threat, Jed Bushler as a three-point threat. Different ways that you could adjust the offense. So it wasn't just always, okay, Michael Jordan and and Scottie Pippen. (laughs) So I I think it's important to realize that I think the Packers' offense, it takes different forms when these different backs are in there. When you have Ty Montgomery, it is more up-tempo. It's more two-minute oriented. You're able to do more with motioning the running back in the backfield. My personal belief is that all three of these running backs, and this is really a credit to Ben sermons, I hope he's able to sit back a little bit and enjoy the fruit of his labor here. You've seen those three guys all come from different paths. Yep. I don't know how big our screen goes here as far as the camera vision, but you know, all of them have different, and you've seen them all sort of morph into one area. Yeah. Ty Montgomery having the receiver background, becoming more of a running back, running between the tackles, improving on pass protection. Jamal Williams, as we've known for a while now, good in pass protection, showing he can be a threat as a pass catcher. And Aaron Jones, for as explosive as he is, trying to be more reliable as a pass protection and also pretty darn good as a pass catcher now out of the backfield too. That's why you're able to do this. If you have three guys and nobody emerges and nobody establishes himself and you have that problem – That's an issue. Mm. But you do have three guys now that, okay, if something falls one way or you need a certain guy and a certain look, that's how the New England Patriots have had the success they've had over the last five to six years. They can tailor game plans to the weapons that they have in the backfield. I think that's where this is going for the Packers and at the end of the day, yeah, maybe it's not going to help out your fantasy football team, right. but I do think it's going to help the Packers win games.
0: Yeah, and I guess my point from before is that I I don't know if the Packers are necessarily going to be able to figure all this out right away. Right, right. now, it's a process. This is a, this is a 16 game season. Yeah. Let's let's let them figure this out as as they go along because it's going to be all about playing your best football in November and yeah. December. When, and Aaron Jones when played 17
1: snaps in his first game back from suspension. Had the hamstring the injury hamstring before, before that. that yeah. As I said in Inbox, let's see what this Sunday looks like. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not just one game.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, another guy, you were talking about the, these guys catching passes out of the backfield. Another pass catcher a lot of eyes are on this week is the Packers veteran Randall Cobb. And I don't want to get into was the Washington game the worst of his career or rank at this and that. It, it, it doesn't matter. An accomplished pro had a bad day. That's, that's, all there, that's all there is to this. But I tell you what you like about Randall Cobb, and Mike McCarthy said it, Aaron Rodgers has said it, his consistency, the way he handles himself. You don't know, talking to Randall Cobb in the locker room this week necessarily, that he had such a bad game. And that speaks to his professionalism, because you know, Wes, Marquez Valdez Scantling EQ St. Brown, Jamon Moore. They're watching how Randall Geronimo Cobb Allison. Yeah. They're watching how Randall Cobb Damn. handles this week because he had a bad game. Right. And I, I said it right away on our Monday show. I know these guys who drop passes. When you when you're veteran player, you know these guys are gonna bounce back. They 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 take it seriously, they take a lot of pride in what they do. They know they let their teammates down. It's not about them personally. For them, it's it's about the team and it's about right. what they were being relied on to do, and they didn't come through. Randall Cobb, all he said all week long is, "You go back to work." Yeah, that's all there is to do. What else is there to do? Right. You know, and his his professionalism, his leadership through something like this, I think can help the Packers, especially with so many young wide receivers in that room.
1: Right. And Marvin back in the truck right now. Maybe he can bring up the <laughs> split screen of Randall Cobb's interview, not the audio, but just the interview itself. His posture, how he, you know, his nonverbal language was after he had a career day two weeks ago, 142
0: yards, 75 yard game winning touchdown. He's the same guy, same
1: exact guy,
0: same guy, same
1: exact mannerism, same exact mentality. And that's because he's not a rookie anymore. He's an eighth year guy. He's been doing this at a high level for a long time. He gets it. And I think the thing that Aaron Rodgers can sleep well at night and Mike McCarthy can sleep well at night is whatever happens this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills, none of it is going to have any Lasting effect from what happened last Sunday. It's right. a new game to Randall Cobb. He's yeah. been through this before. And then the other thing is too, is Roger said because he was basically asked. From, I believe it was Rob Domofsky asked him. Uh, you know, what do you say to him, or just what is that conversation like with Randall? You know, when he's not, when he didn't have his best game. And Rogers made a point to quick to point out. He's like, well, okay, yeah, you can point to the plays that Randall didn't make, or, or the, the 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 fumble, or the drop pass. But he's like, I also talked to him about the plays that I didn't make with him when he did get open downfield and he didn't see him or when when there was a couple instances here and there where, you know, Cobb did get the separation, but he just wasn't looking in his direction. It's not just one player. It's everything that goes into that. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a fresh new ball game. But I, I do believe, as you said, that was an excellent point you made, Mike, the three rookies, just look at a guy like Jeronimo Allison. He's been in that room now for two and a half years seeing the consistency of Cobb and Nelson and Devontae Adams, that rubs off on a guy like him now who's off to the best start of his career.
0: Yeah, you don't think Geronimo Allison learned something watching Jordy Nelson put a flak jacket on and go out and play with cracked ribs in the NFC Championship game? I mean, that's these veteran guys make impressions on younger players and Geronimo Allison has benefited from he's a quiet guy he sits back and he watches now we're seeing his development and these younger guys now they're watching Randall Cobb they're seeing how he handles this and and as I said I think the Packers will be better for it absolutely all right a uh, quick little sponsor business here, Wes. It is time to enter the Ooh. Cousin Subs Best Seats in the House promotion. You and a guest could win a chance to kick back on the fifty-yard line in style. Two pairs of lucky Packers fans will be chosen prior to each home game for this VIP experience. Enter daily now through December 16 by completing the entry form and submitting. For complete rules and eligibility, go to packers.com/slash-best-seats-cousin-subs. We believe in better. Okay. Before we go, Wes, a quick follow-up on the new cornerback the Packers brought in, Bashad Breeland, the fifth-year veteran, spent the first four years of his career with Washington. Really strange off-season journey he went through. Um, Was considered, I don't know where exactly they were ranked, but was considered one of the top cornerbacks available in free agency in the middle of March when free agency began. He signs a multi-year deal, pretty lucrative deal, with the Carolina Panthers but then fails a physical. And it turns out a couple of weeks before free agency started, he's on vacation at a resort in the Dominican Republic, has a kind of a freak accident with a golf cart, some resort employee driving a golf cart, like kind of ran into his foot or or hit his foot or something like that. And it essentially kind of reopened and infected an old wound from his childhood, And I guess it was enough of a problem that then when he signed the contract with the Panthers and went to have the physical, they failed him on the physical. He needed to have another procedure done on the foot. And lo and behold, he goes then all the way from the middle of March until the middle of September before he gets another opportunity to sign with somebody. Now he he went and worked out, he said, for at least 13, more than a dozen teams around the league The need arises with the Packers. Kevin King's dealing with a groin injury. Devon House has to go on IR because of a shoulder injury. The Packers swoop in. The Packers were interested, he said, back in the early stages of free agency, and now... He's in Green Bay. He seems pretty happy to be here.
1: Well, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, uh, Rashad Breland already, I'm going to like from the standpoint of the man knows how to turn a phrase. (laughs) Uh, He did it several times in his first uh, meeting with the media. Uh, Just a lot of quick one-liners that I thought were really potent. The one I probably liked the most was the one that you led your story off with where he said, I just want to get back to the player that I meant to be, that I've always been. He also did say, too, that uh, this, is a, this is a big moment for him, mm-hmm. uh, not not just talking about the foot and trying to show that he can play. Uh, another quote he said later on was, uh, I get the chance to change the perception of Bashad Breland and really recreate a new player. It's a new start, a new beginning, a new journey for me. Uh, he had his ups and downs in Washington on the field. He was really a very consistent presence for them we talked about how many games he started uh, and, and what he brought to that defense and the versatility and flexibility that they had with him but yeah this was a long eight Seven, eight months for him trying to find a new home in the NFL. No doubt. He lands in Green Bay. The benefit for him, though, as we talked about yesterday, he's still only 26. He puts together a solid season this year. He'll have another chance to revisit that free agent market. It's not like he's in that 28 to 29 category where, okay, well, you're not really sure if someone's going to be willing to commit. If he plays well, as we saw this past offseason, teams are going to be interested. Now, why it took so long for it to be the Packers? You know, there's, I'm sure there's a lot that goes into that, but he's incredibly grateful for it. And I think you're seeing a guy come in here now with a real chip on his shoulder to show that, you know what? That guy everybody thought was a top cornerback in March, I'm still that guy.
0: Yeah, and he didn't get into a whole lot of the details, and I don't blame him for that. But he basically said as he was visiting a lot of these other teams over the last several months that different doctors just had different opinions on this foot injury and the recovery and how long it might yeah. be before he would really be ready to go again. We know how conservative in a sense Dr. McKenzie is, Dr. Pat McKenzie here with regards to injuries and players. So, you know, for me, for my money, if Dr. McKenzie signs off and says, you know, hey, this guy's good to go, go ahead and sign him. You know, you gotta think that's uh, uh, you know, that, that's something that uh, the Packers will take advantage of. And, and fortunately, Mike McCarthy made no bones about it. The Packers feel very fortunate that a player of this caliber was available at a time when a need a significant need suddenly arose because with you know we don't know Kevin King's status necessarily for this game but with what happened with Devon House you're down to the two rookies Alexander and Jackson and then the veteran Sherman Williams at cornerback and we all know what uh, Mike Petton has done so far with those defensive back packages he likes to have a lot of options and and a lot of different combinations to use
1: and this is why I really do tip my cap to Brian Gutekunst because with all due respect i mean you know and this is not meant to to rip on a player like Donatello Brown, but there's just a difference between promoting someone like that last year and actually signing someone like Breland. The, no question, the talent level, the kind of caliber of athlete you're getting is just it's it's higher. It's, and just the experience, the, the and these the experience.
0: guys who have been in the NFL, they've 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 been under the bright lights. That you know been through it, you know, been there, done that kind of thing. There's there's, uh, there's no substitute for that, especially when uh, you maybe need somebody in a pinch.
1: Yeah, and and he's, as I said yesterday, he's a guy, too, that he's going to be able to work off of Tremont Williams. There's young guys in that room. And this also gives them an opportunity to hopefully get Kevin King back on the field here soon, so then you have even more options. King met with the media a little bit on Wednesday, you know, saying he's still taking it day by day. He was in the rehab program still. On Wednesday, so we'll have to see exactly what you know that that timeline looks for him with the groin injury. But right now, the Packers need those cornerbacks to play well. Tramon Williams, I thought, has given them a great effort here so far. You don't see a lot of 35-year-old cornerbacks being asked to do what Tramon Williams is doing. And then certainly Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson jump through the roof when it comes to potential. Breeland's kind of the gap between that. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that's still young. He still has some good football ahead of him, but does have that experience. He's played in the league for a long time. He's played a lot of snaps during his first four NFL seasons. So that's one of the reasons why he believes he's not going to have a huge, steep learning curve coming into this defense. He thinks he's going to be able to pick it up quickly. Obviously, stay on the hip of Joe Witt Jr. and and hopefully contribute sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, and he actually played for three different defensive coordinators right. in his four years in Washington. So he said it as locker to him, you know, grabbing a new playbook and diving in. Nothing new. He's he's been there, done that as well. Yeah,
1: and I don't want to also. I mean, there's so much that goes into that, but the name of the game a cornerback is sticking with receivers. If he's <laughs> yeah. healthy, if he's if he's 100 percent, and things are looking upright. There's a certain amount of instincts that are going to pick up for him, too, in the interim, and I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see exactly what this game plan is going to be for him, how much they incorporate him right, uh, right off the bat against Buffalo. Uh, if at all, we'll see. But I think if you give him a couple weeks here and you get into the bye week, there's a lot of time for him to be able to get adjusted and get comfortable in this defense.
0: Yeah, I agree. With that, we're going to sign off on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team on Packers.com. On Twitter, you can still follow him at Wes Hodd. I'm at Mike Spofford. At Packers is still the team account. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you next time.